0: Hey friends, Andy Jenkins back at the Hilltop and I, I want to continue talking to you today uh, really about what I discussed last week. This whole idea of incremental change and w- when you really grab hold of that, you, you realize that uh, we so often overestimate what we can achieve in a single day. I, I know I do that and then, and then I'm frustrated because the day didn't go like I thought and it didn't go as it was planned and you know all these interruptions and You know, this person needed that thing and then this appointment that I really needed to to have happen so that I could finish something else. That appointment got canceled or somebody showed out without having their stuff done. Or, you know, you think about all of that. We often overestimate what's going to happen in a single day. Yet, here's the flip side. We radically underestimate what would happen if we were just consistent doing something small over time as a repeating action consistently. So, so making the time and not not cramming the entire day full of actions, but having a set time each day where we continue to just doing the same set thing over and over. You, you, you could think about it like this. You know, I, I couldn't train for a marathon by running eight hours a day. Like there's, there's no way. I could just go out and run eight hours right now, run, run all day. But if, if I started off and said, okay, you know, for the next uh, uh, several weeks, I'm, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day, then 45 minutes a day. Okay, so all of a sudden, I've got time in my day for other things. And I, I don't just overwhelm myself that first day to where I'm so physically exhausted, I can never do anything else. The same thing applies to parenting. It applies to your spiritual growth. It applies to, to writing a book. You know, I, I can't sit and write a book straight through. Uh, but I can do it pretty quickly when I put in the time a little bit each day and like sit right here at the desk, at the chair, and do it. Incremental change over time is exponential. And we, again, overestimate what we can achieve in a day, radically underestimate what we could do if we took a piece of each day and were consistent over the long haul. Uh, I was talking to someone this week, uh, and I remember just kind of it came up about the day just being a massive interruption. Just that day, you know, it, it's planned that, hey, this task is going to get done and that task is going to get done. And, and this is just to just, just be straight up, um, this is why so often I, I don't. Uh, work in an office. <laughs> like when I can, I work at home um, because you, you don't get interrupted. Like you, you just, you can just plow on. Uh, so, talking about a day that becomes a massive interruption. And here's the deal when you look in the New Testament, you see in Jesus' life, it seems to be one long run on string of interruptions. And so you've got Mark chapter two, you've got these friends that want to come near and get their paralytic friend to Jesus so he can be healed. They can't get near him because the crowd is, so Jesus is there teaching. And these guys just go up on the roof and start tearing up the roof and interrupt his sermon, his message, his teaching, and lower the friend down, interrupting his sermon. Um, Another time, Jesus is on his way to go with Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, to go heal his daughter who's at the point of death. Um, the, the news flash that happens is his daughter actually dies while Jesus is handling an interruption. A woman in the crowd who had a flow of blood, she was, she was hemorrhaging. She had spent everything she had on surgeons, but had not gotten better. She had actually gotten worse. Just thinks, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, I'd be well. She moves to the crowd, touches Jesus. He feels the power come out of him. He turns to talk with her in the weight of, Jairus' daughter dies. Now, Jesus does go and heal that daughter. He resurrects her. Uh, But but, but again, interruption. Uh, The feeding of the 5,000, this is really the last example I'll give you. They they are all throughout the New Testament, though. The feeding of the 5,000 was supposed to be a vacation time for Jesus and his disciples to rest and probably to emotionally heal. This occurred at a time when John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, who was a close friend of his, actually recognized him while John the Baptist was in a womb. John the Baptist had been slaughtered by Herod. And at that point, you can imagine, they just they just needed to rest, just needed to unplug. But the crowd follows him, and then the crowd is like, hey, he's over here. And then so he, he begins teaching them because they are there in front of him. Again, interruption after interruption, after interruption, yet Jesus never seems like he's in a hurry. In all of this, he, he never seems like he's he's got to uh, you know s- slow down. Zacchaeus interrupts him, he's up in the tree, and then Jesus goes, "Hey, Zacchaeus, I'll I'll come to your house." You know, the woman with the alabaster flask of ointment that interrupts the dinner party where Jesus is, he takes all of these interruptions in stride, even though. He has three, three and a half years to not just change the world, but to change the world permanently for all time and eternity. Okay, the best thing I could figure it out is is just he's got the next best steps. He's got them prioritized. He knows the things that matter that day, which for, for him is rushing away to get to be with the Father. (laughs) <laughs> the disciples often find him part of the interruption. He's praying; is with the Father. He's praying, doing the thing for him that matters the most, maintaining that connection. So, if interruption happens on all the other stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't affect him. He's already gotten in the thing that matters. The most, and so here's what I'm saying: If you can prioritize that following Christ, as we talked about in the previous episode, you know the the title was "Where You Are Isn't Who You Are." Okay, so Simon Peter in that story, let's just kind of stack them and start tying them together. Where you are isn't who you are. At that point, Simon is in an empty boat. <laughs> uh, he has been fishing all night, toiling, has caught nothing. Uh, he's just washed the nets. Uh, Jesus is in his boat. Uh, Simon is. Penniless, at least for that day. In his mind, he needs Jesus to get away from him because Simon, according to himself, his own report is he is sinful. Even though in that story, Jesus says nothing about his holiness, Simon just perceives it. Here's what we saw: the where you are isn't who you are, it just happens to be the location where you are. And if you'll incrementally move forward and listen to the voice of God, doing the things that he says, next best step for you, the change you're going to see is going to be exponential. Now, we see this exponential change in so many different areas of life. Uh, th- think about it like this. Right right now we're on audio. Uh, I don't do this on video. But, but if I did, the difference between that video and a still frame shot of me, between a photograph and film is about 24 frames per second. So you get 24 pictures that are slightly different. You speed them up in sequence, look at all 24 in this frame of a second time. All of a sudden, it looks like a moving image. Okay, incremental change over time, massively different result in looking at a photograph or watching a film because of those little bitty tweaks. Uh, same process happens Uh, When you're scrambling eggs, you've seen this. You break the yolk, okay, or crack the shell, and then the yolk comes out. Um, Hopefully, you didn't get any shell in the jar or the bowl or whatever you're going to, or the pan that you're going to stir the egg in. Um, You apply some heat, part heat, part air, part fat of the egg. Stir Stir it again, heat, air, fat. Stir it again, heat, air, fat. Stir it again, heat, air, fat healthy fat stirred again you do this for 30 60 seconds all of a sudden the yolk that you wouldn't drink like you see on the movie rocky is now something that you do eat what made the change incremental change incrementally over time that important thing done as a repeating action exponential massive difference you think about, like, your kids, you know, if, if you didn't see your kid, they go away, okay, to the grandparents for a week. They go to summer camp. You don't see them for this period of time. Uh, you go on a work trip. You come back. All of a sudden, you see them, and it looks like, especially when they're so young, it, it looks like they've gotten, you know, two or three feet taller, which I, which I know is, you know, impossible, Right, it's 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 not even impossible in that short amount of time. It's impossible. Like they're not going to probably grow two to three feet more over, over their whole life in some cases. Yet, yet they appear. What happened? Incremental, small changes over time that are so small that you don't notice in the moment while you're with them. Suddenly, when you step out, and then you come back and you're in your proximity, that incremental every day change that you just haven't paid attention to, it creates this exponential. Result. Well, so when I taught the first part of this uh, to a group of of people uh, in a meeting a couple Wednesdays ago, I I said this where you are isn't who you are. That's a well known phrase. Uh, I I didn't make it up. I heard it from somewhere. I don't even know where I heard it from. Where you are isn't who you are. Uh, Nor is where you are where you must remain. That's the second part of three. Where you are isn't who you are. Where you are isn't where you must remain. You can start making these small adjustments, these small little tweaks, so that you can move from where you are to where you're designed to be, okay? Where you are isn't who you are. Where you are isn't where you must remain, but where you are right now, it is where you must begin, with the incremental small change. Small changes, the most important things done consistently every day, get them done, get them out of the way so that as the interruptions come, as everything else hits, you know that you've got the most important things done. Here's two things not to do. Two things not to do as you're pursuing incremental change for an exponential result two things not to do. got them written down for you right there on this piece of paper took some notes thing number one not to do don't fret about the time it will take to move from where you are to where you're designed to be oh okay so ha- how many have ever done that years ago i was 50 pounds overweight and forever i just thought i'm not gonna worry about it. i'm just gonna be like out of shape because it will take too long to lose the weight You know, like, think about the logic in that. Here's what I found out is whether or not you choose to do something productive with the time, the time is going to pass anyway. So don't fret about how long it's going to take to move from where you are to where you're designed to be with those incremental steps. Uh, The truth is, when I started losing that weight, uh, the first week I think I lost about two, two and a half pounds. Nobody noticed. (laughs) Nobody noticed at all. I mean, I, I noticed. Uh, I felt a little bit more fit. You know, the clothes seemed to fit a little bit better. Um, the second week, you know, I was about four pounds lighter, maybe about five pounds lighter. Still, nobody. Uh, my wife noticed. Nobody else noticed. The third week, uh, you know, somebody started going, "Hey, are you are you doing something?" I was trying to lose. My goal was to lose two pounds a week, and so I, I was losing about two to two and a half. Uh there were one or two weeks where i I did a little bit less than that, um but then it would you know be because I'd lost more the week before or you know I would lose more the week after I stayed on the same exercise and eating plan, so um there that was not a different variable. Uh, it wasn't like i I didn't do any cheat days, but after about a month, all of a sudden, everybody started noticing so what to me was a grind of getting up. 6 a.m. At the time, Salter was, was a baby, so I'd grab him, get him a bottle, lay him on the floor, and he would lay there. And then, then he started crawling, like in the middle of all this, and he would just kind of wiggle around the floor, you know, in this, in this office area where I would exercise, losing the weight. 6 a.m., get up, carry him into the bathroom. I would take a shower while he sits on the floor or kind of crawls around on the floor, take him down. I would get me something to eat for breakfast, drink some water, all of that. He's kind of in that routine with me in the morning. I'm doing the grind work of all of that. Nobody else in the house is up, and and then you know making lunches and stuff to get the kids ready out the door for school. All of this is the grind. All of this is the stuff that no one sees. And and then there are times where lunch and everybody's getting like a burger or whatever. And I just decided, hey, every day at lunch I'm eating a salad with some some kind of meat on it. That was it. No bread. Eat the salad with protein, and then whatever I have for supper. That, that was part of it. No snacks. As part of the routine. Yeah, but, but I'm doing this, and, and it's kind of like, eh, is this making a difference? It finally, and, and I emphasize, finally, major difference. Three, three months later, there were people that didn't even recognize me. By that time, you know, my hair grown out a little bit, and when it first started, like, it was really short. It grown out a little bit, so, you know, three, four months of hair growth, um, Look totally different. I think I had shaved before the first time, and I had a beard. So, like thirty, you know, five pounds ish lighter at that time. Continued losing more after that. Nobody recognized me. That hadn't seen me, you know, within the last couple of years it was really bizarre. What, what happened? Incremental change over time is exponential. And don't worry about the amount of time it's going to take. That time, those months would have passed whether or not I chose to do something with those months. Uh, some of you that have a dream of writing a book I meet people all the time, and it's probably because you know, like I, I that's one of the things I do is I, I write. So people go, How long does it take? You know, and, well, I don't, I never have time for that. Do, do 30 minutes a day, do it, do an hour a day. Oh, it'll still take too long. Yeah, well, I, you know what? Like that hour every day is going to pass. Whether or not you choose to do something with it is completely up to you. Climbing out of debt, that time is going to pass. Whether or not you choose to do something with that time and pay off that debt is completely up to you. You, you see that the time will pass whether or not you choose to take advantage of the resource of time that you've been given, completely up to you. So don't give up on a dream. Don't, because I told you I had two don'ts. Don't give up on a dream because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time is passing. Anyway, and, and I get it. There's a verse. Proverbs 13, 12 says, "Hope deferred makes the heart sick." But when that desire comes, you will feel fully alive. Okay, so just know, hey, it, I'm going to feel a little heart sick right now while I put this thing off. But doing the work, eventually, it's going to bring life. Uh, here's the second thing: don't do this. Don't, don't, don't wait for the perfect moment to come. Just get started now in some small way. So it's easy to find yourself waiting for next week or for some artificial starting line. You know, how many times do you get to the end of the year? It's November. You're like, "Ah, I'll start the diet in January. Or, you know, you're halfway through the week and you're like, ah, okay, I'll start. I'll get through the weekend. I'll start Monday. No, no, no. Just start now. Like whatever it is, the goal is like now. Or or maybe depending on what time you're listening to this in the day, maybe it's tomorrow morning. You just start like to, but but for some of for sure, like right now, this moment. Next thing you do, if you didn't have anything planned, this would be the time to just go. Okay, like yeah, I'm I'm starting it. I'm I'm now a healthy person because of the choices that I'm making, starting right this moment. I am now you know fill in the blank whatever it is. And as you do that, here's what I would encourage you to do: chart your chart this. Okay. So here, here it is: progress, not perfection. Okay, progress, not perfection, and direction, not distance. Okay, so let's break those down. Why would you want to chart progress instead of perfection? Okay, here's why: nothing in life, this side of heaven, is ever going to be perfect. You're waiting for the perfect moment. You're waiting for the perfect opportunity. You're waiting for the perfect execution. It's not going to be perfect. And most things that are done imperfect can be corrected pretty easily. Okay, so a lot of times, you know, I'll record something like this. I'll make a mistake. I just keep on going. Or I'll, I'll write something and I'll post it online. It'll have a typo. Okay, most of those things, like if I sat and waited for the perfect post or the perfect book or the perfect launch or the perfect whatever, it would never happen. But if I say, hey, okay, here's where we are. I, I think we're like, you know, ready to go. Let, let's just do it. Yeah, most things are editable along the way. So just get started. Progress, meaning, hey, is this a little bit better, a little bit farther today than I was yesterday? A little bit closer to the goal. Incremental change, small change. Are we, are we moving in the right? Here's the second one. Direction, not distance. Direction. If you're moving in the right direction, it, if it's if it's just a little nudge to the goal, man, awesome. If if, if it is uh, light years towards the goal, incredible. The truth is when I was losing weight, there'd be days I would step on the scale and it would be the same for two or three days in a row. Uh, there were other days I was weighing at the same time every day, by the way. There'd be other days I'd step on the scale and it would it would be like, oh man, I went backwards. Like I actually gained a little bit yesterday, between yesterday and today. And, and then there would be days where it would seem like overnight I lost three pounds. I remember that happened. I was like, what in the world? I'm three pounds lighter today than I was yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, you can go Well, you're holding water weight or whatever. You can say, Well, finally, I, w- I would say, hey, just continue to do the right behaviors over time. It finally caught up. And for whatever reason, I reaped a big result on that day, rather than little bitty results all along the way. Who knows? You just keep doing the right action, keep moving in the right direction. Progress, not perfection. Direction, not distance. Okay? And, you know, be honest. Back to that verse. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. When the distance between where we are and where you know, we want to be, it seems to have gotten longer. Okay? And the it's gotten farther. The divide... That gap is deeper in those cases where we've lost ground due to a, a stumble, maybe you've lost ground due to a sin, a snafu, you know, you know, whether it was your fault, whether it was someone else's fault. And again, most things are a tangly mix up of of both. Just get up and go again. Don't toss out the entire goal. Don't toss out the entire destiny of where you really feel like God has designed you to be because of one trip up. James says the righteous stumble in many ways, but they get back up. Okay. Uh, Proverbs says the righteous stumble seven times and get back up. So again, a little bit of forward every day and, and to kind of tie it to what we said in the previous episode, where you are isn't who you are. Where you are just happens to be the location at this point in this time. And so recognize that where you are isn't where you must remain either, but it is the current location. So it is the place where you must begin. Where you are isn't who you are. Where you are isn't where you must remain. Where you are, however, is where you must begin. Okay? I'm going to cut it right there. In the next episode, I will come back and I will have, I think in the next one, let me kind of look ahead of my notes here. I got these things that I want to share with you. Let's kind of flip through, then write, again, lots of pages. By the way, while I'm here, if you will go down into the show notes, the new book, Purpose, uh, it is, if you pay shipping and handling, it's free. I'll send it to you. Purpose is the book that is going to help you find three keys to unlock and live your purpose, God's plan for your life, okay? Three keys to unlock and live God's plan for your life is purpose, pay the shipping and handling, it is absolutely free. Next week, I'm gonna to talk to you about finding power. So many people think when they come to these goals, they come to these dreams, that they are powerless. And what I'm gonna say is, no, 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 right now, you have all the resources, all of the assets that you need, all right? Sign off. My prayer is that the Lord would bless you. He would keep you. He'd be gracious and shine favor all around you that it would sink deep into you that where you are is not who you are. However, it is your location. It's not where you've got to stay, but it is where you must begin. And so may you hear the voice of Jesus. He says, clearly, my sheep know me. They hear my voice. So may you hear him. May you know the next best step for you in every area of life. May as you pursue that goal, that dream, incrementally, over time, knocking out the big stuff each day. Don't be worried with the interruptions. May you take them in stride and may you see, sense, and fulfill him moving in you as you walk out, making progress, not perfection, walking in the right direction regardless of the distance. Grace And peace. I'll see you very soon.